0: What is up everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew. Welcome back to Founder's Journal, my personal audio diary, where I give you, the business builder, the tools you need to think better in order to build better, whether that's building a business, a team, or a new product. It is time for your weekly story time. One of the hardest yet most exciting points in any business, is when you're trying to prove your business model, where you don't have money coming in and you're trying to show the world that you can get money to come in. The adrenaline rush of landing your first customer is unlike anything else. But getting that first sale does not come easy, no matter what business you're in it is time to take you through our experience getting our first customer at Morning Brew and all of the lessons you can learn from our approach to making money as a business, no matter what type of business you're in. Let's hop into it. Selling something that is unproven is an absolute grind. There is no one to advocate for your product. There are no past customers to get testimonials from to put on your slide decks. And there's very little data to share with perspective partners about how previous partners have done. It is just you and your word trying to convince that first person or that first company to take the leap of faith. That is incredibly difficult. In the world of B2C or business to customer or business to consumer, getting that first customer has gotten easier if you have a product and a little bit of money to spend. That is the power of the advertising platforms that dominate society like Facebook, Instagram, Google, Snapchat, it's why they're all worth hundreds of billions, if not a trillion dollars. Take Allbirds, for example, the D2C shoe brand. Not that it was easy for them to get their first customer, but as long as they had a functioning website, functioning logistics and customer service, and a couple hundred dollars to spend, they could attract customers simply by running ads on Facebook. In the world of B2B or business to business, where a company is your customer rather than an individual, convincing a business to fork out thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars is a very, very difficult proposition, especially if you're a new business. I experienced this firsthand with Morning Brew. It was 2017, we had three people full-time on the business. Austin, my co-founder, one writer, and myself. We had started to make a small amount of money through Morning Brew's investors leveraging their own networks. So for example, two of our investors, we had 28 investors, two of our investors had their own advertising agencies. And so they threw us a bone by convincing a few of their clients like Casper, the mattress company, M. Lahart, which I believe is like a jewelry and uh, paraphernalia, like memorabilia company, and other small brands to advertise in our newsletter. The first ads in Morning Brew Cost these partners $800 or so to get in front of our entire email list, which I believe at the time was somewhere between 50 and 100,000 subscribers. And I believe one of our investors actually referred to these initial advertisements as beer money for the brew, literally just to pay for happy hours for our team. That's how cheap the ads were. It was nice to get anyone paying to be in our newsletter, but we were now trying to get things going on our own without the help of our investors. And it was not easy at all. My biggest learnings when it came to proving out our revenue model was it came down to three things, quality product, great prioritization, and brute force. I'm going to take you through all three. If you don't have a quality product, it will be infinitely more difficult to convince someone to pay for your product. First, because any of the metrics that you do have to back up your product will be unconvincing for a skeptical advertiser. If you have a bad product, you're going to have bad data. Bad data is not going to do a good job of selling a potential customer. That was always one of our superpowers that we had going for Morning Brew. While our list was small, we had best-in-class engagement metrics. At that time, 45% of our readers opened the newsletter every day, which in the world of email was super impressive. It was more than 2 times higher than the 20% industry average of our peer newsletters early advertisers could argue that we were small and unproven but they could never argue that we had a passive unloyal audience that was a huge asset for us the second critical aspect of a quality product is just your ability to sell perhaps some people can sell something shitty but i would have never been able to sleep at night if i went to advertisers and tried to sell them on a product and an audience that i didn't think would benefit for them perhaps some people can sell something shitty but I would have never been able to sleep at night if I went to these advertisers and tried to sell them on a product and an audience that I didn't think they would benefit from. A quality product gave me the confidence to talk a big game. Second was prioritization. How we prioritized bringing in advertising dollars was based on what type of customer we thought we would be most likely to give Morning Brew a chance. In the world of advertising, there are generally two groups of companies. There are big brands, like the Nikes, American Expresses of the world, that like to spend their marketing dollars on brand awareness, meaning getting millions of people to know who they are, what they're up to, and why they're a great brand. And then there are smaller brands, like Casper and Allbirds that I mentioned before, that like to spend their marketing dollars on performance, meaning for every dollar of advertising they put in, they expect multiples of that in revenue out. Given that Morning Brew was still a tiny brand itself, and had very little chance at convincing Nike to advertise with us rather than on TV or in subways. We were really tactical on focusing on the second group of brands that were focused on performance. It was all about giving ourselves the best chance of closing business. Greater odds with smaller brands, so we focused on smaller brands. Then we said to ourselves, okay, We know that we want to focus on smaller brands what are the small brands that we have the greatest chance with the first thought that we had was focus on small brands that had already advertised with email newsletters in the past that removed one possible point of friction with a company where we'd have to explain why email is a great place to advertise so what we did was we literally signed up for every single email newsletter that we could think of. And we started keeping a spreadsheet of the companies that advertised on those newsletters. We quickly learned that there was a group of 30 brands, you know, maybe it was up to 50, that we referred to as chronic email advertisers. Basically, it was brands that were clearly seeing success with email as a marketing channel, and they were just trying to find more and more newsletters to partner with. This is what allowed us to prioritize even further. It wasn't just about focusing on small brands. It was focus on small brands that were chronic email advertisers. But then we took it a step further and we said, what can make it an even higher probability conversation that leads to an advertising deal? The answer that we found was warmer leads. We didn't want to be one of hundreds of media companies reaching out to the same marketers at these brands and trying to win them over. We wanted to stack the deck in our favor. One of the beauties of an email newsletter is you have a shit ton of emails. Many of which are a subscriber's corporate email address so you know where they work. We took the 30 small brands that were chronic email advertisers and we started searching our list for emails ending with the domain name of those 30 companies. To us, this was the best possible person to speak with. Someone that had an advertising budget at a small company, given small companies for us in the beginning were better than big companies, that had already found success advertising and email newsletters and who was also already a reader of Morning Brew and understood the value of our newsletter. This was our formula for going from every possible advertiser in the world to the right advertising professionals at the right companies who'd likely have high interest in working with us. And whether you work in advertising or not, I believe this is key to getting any business off the ground. Entrepreneurship is defined by distractions. There are so many things you could do, so much exciting stuff happening around you, and so many customers that you could go after. But narrowing your focus on the highest potential customers is the key to gaining traction. Focus 95% of your time on the right 10 people versus a little bit of time on 100 potential customers. Once we knew we had a quality product, and once we knew we had prioritized really well, it was then about being relentless. I found every which way to reach out to contacts at these 30 companies and created an automatic cadence whereby if they didn't get back to my email within, I think it was three days, I'd send them another email following up. As someone that gets annoyed by cold email outreach from salespeople, it was this constant balancing act for me of being persistent and making sure that these people saw my email among the mayhem that typically happens in their inbox while also not pissing them off and putting a bad taste in their mouth associated with me and Morning Brew's brand. Little by little, our strategy paid off. Brands started coming in the door. That allowed us to win over new brands that didn't want to take the risk and work with us first because we'd start having testimonials of these early brands that took a risk on us. We'd start putting those brands' logos in our media kit. And it just ended up snowballing into dozens of advertisers that ultimately helped us win our first big fish, the first big brand we worked with. I'm going to tell that story of our first big brand, which I believe was Discover Card at some point soon. But before I send you off, I want to get your thoughts, which for me is going to help define the future of Founders Journal. Some of our best episodes have come through recommendations from our listeners, just like this one. Someone asked me, can you tell the story of how you started making money as a business? And I would love to keep that momentum going, doing episodes on the things my listeners want to hear about. What is a topic that you'd love to hear me cover on the show, whether it's about Morning Brew, building a business, entrepreneurship, anything goes. Shoot me an email at at morningbrew.com with your ideas. There are no bad ones, and I will add them to my database of episode concepts. As always, thank you so much for listening to Founders Journal, and I'll catch you next episode. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card.